Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left, Britain's favourite video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. You just made it to the mic in time. I did, didn't I? I was excited. I'm grinning because uh, that was exciting. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Cut it fine. It we was did. good to Where's be back a, at Residence of M. Where's yes. Anne? We've left us. <laughs> left her behind We've already. so fine. Anne's poorly. Oh, poor Anne. Poor Anne. What, what, is up, what is up with her? I'm not sure. Because I noticed uh, when she emailed in to say she wouldn't be able to make it today, there were no questions asked. <laughs> it's, what, is, what, is, what is the formal process for phoning in sick? Well, I believe we'll be expecting a note from the doctor. Exactly. The problem and, is, she's HR. Right. Um, so she'll sign off that and, letter. And emailing in seems a little, I, I don't know, seems a bit easy. <laughs> she should have had to call one of us up, one of us up with her and put, put a or voice put a, on. Put a cough on. Go. <laughs> <laughs> we go. Well, and, and we go. Well, this is well, a little suspicious given it's a Monday. Oh, it's Mrs. Scantlebury here. <laughs> exactly. Anne can't make it. She's poorly. I wonder if Anne's mum is listening. I wonder if she listens when Anne's off. Interesting. We'll find out, won't we? <laughs> How are you, Steve? Not seen you on air for a long time. I am good. It's good to be back. How did the show go last week? I haven't listened. Sorry. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, it's just me, Anne, and uh, Bithel. Oh, just, just the big three then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, start, start big. I saw Marshall was saying nice things about it. I he saw said, that as well. He yeah. Said, it was. A, he said great episode of One Life Left. I thought that was a bit of a neg towards me. Oh no, I don't think it well, was. Well, he meant didn't that put way. me in his game, did he? We found that out and while we, we were off air. We found out that. He didn't put me in. Your put surname you. is not in the swindle. Put Mine is. Byron and Scanter's, Scanter's in. in. Yeah. Um, you're in progress. That's true. I'm in progress. Which is coming out soon, I'm led to believe. Very soon, which we're excited. Uh, Anne is in that and I'm not. Uh, but that was more, I, I couldn't think of anything clever to do. I knew I'd be up against you and you're quite a smart man. I sometimes. thought it was Anne who was missing from that. No, it's me. Ah, oh, that means you've been missing from two things. <laughs> what was the other one? Parco. Parco's book. Ah, Parco's which book, Which is the one yes. that sorted, you know, started us it um, start investigating, us. investigating why people can't celebrate all three of us. Uh, but they may have to celebrate all three of us at the GMAs. And we'll talk about that, <laughs> we'll talk about that later in the show, too. Fortunately, it's, uh, it's not just you and uh, me in the studio this evening. Um, we're uh, delighted to be joined by Brinley Gibson, who's exec producer at London Studio Sony. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Um, I liked it when I was just uh, reviewing um, your correspondence earlier about uh, where we'd meet and all of that sort of stuff. And um, in the email chain, I was like, hey, Brilliant, I don't suppose you'd come on the show. And then you were like, OK, let me just check. Um, and I was rereading these in the preview on my, um, on, my, on my mobile. And you come back to me, you say, it's on. But in the, in the, in the preview, um, Google uh, took that bit out. But then obviously that's not enough for it for the preview. So then it just had the URL underneath it. So, so it read, it's on PlayStation.com. 
on. <laughs> I, I'm I very thought, on message. Like yeah, that. I thought so, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, uh, last week, we were, uh, we had a bit of um, a loving for VR, mm-hmm. uh, me and Mike Bithell in, in particular. And I understand uh, we'll be chatting to you about that shortly. All right, very exciting. Yes, um, huge fans of that. Looking forward to hearing uh, what you can tell us about what you're up to and your thoughts on the sort of VR landscape um, mm-hmm. and what we're all going to be doing next year. Uh, but what we're going to be doing for the next... Uh, wait, what? <laughs> I'm just going to go automatically. She's not even here. I'm really nervous. I think this is the first time I've ever done the news. Is it? Yeah, genuinely. Okay, well, um, Anne... I'm working the desk as well, so... I imagine that Anne is uh, at home, sort of in a darkened room, <laughs> listening to Resonance 104.4 FM, the best radio station in the world. Uh, is it going to make her feel better or worse, Dee? Definitely better. Without Anne Scantlebury, it's Steve Curran. <laughs> it's five past seven on a Monday sometime in September. I'm Steve Curran, and here is the news. Konami are out of the AAA console business. That's according to a report on French site Gamesblog, which notes Pro Evolution as the only exception to the company's new focus on mobile gaming. The final budget of Metal Gear Solid V, rumoured to be around $80 million, might have something to do with the decision. Imagine how much money it might have cost if they'd given Quiet some clothes. That's good. Uh, so just to uh, fill the listeners in, I wasn't sure exactly what you were doing as the jingle was playing there because you appeared to be looking around the ship and you were like, like arms up, hands out, going like shrugging. You were looking for something. I, and I was like, well, he's going to need to know the time in a minute. Uh, that's up there. He knows who he is. What were you looking for? The date. Okay, <laughs> we've become so detached. Uh, right, so you looked on the Mac, is it, and it's not on there. It's not on the right. Mac. Okay, so what did, did, did you include the date? Uh, no, I just said sometime in. Oh, I see. Which well, it is. Excellent. It's accurate. Uh, good. Um, yeah, I was. Um, I was disappointed to read this. I mean, Konami have never been the most prolific outputters of uh, of games, but broadly speaking, what they do what they do very well. And they've got some big hitting titles as well, haven't S- they? Silent Hill, Castlevania, others. <laughs> <laughs> so they said. I mean, they haven't said what they're going to do with those ops. No, well, presumably do some mobile stuff with them, apart from yeah, Pro, Pro Evolution Soccer. Match three, free-to-play, Match three, match three quiets. We yeah. do top, middle and bottom. <laughs> yes. It's all tops. Right, uh, yeah. Um, so they've not officially come out and said that they're doing this. It was spotted on a game, on a French game blog, is that mm, right? But uh, Eurogamer, where okay. I sourced the news right. from, as is traditional, uh-huh. uh, said they believe it to be true, which I believe is journalistic code for we asked someone there, and yeah, they no. said, we can't say anything about yeah. it, but yep, it's true. Um, are we worried? This might develop into a trend, do we think, about um, people moving away from the more expensive AAA blockbusters? Obviously, um, we we will continue to live in a world where Call of Duty will come out regular as clockwork. FIFA will. Pez, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, Assassin's, Key, Assassin's Creed seems to be annual these days. But uh, are we concerned that that's, that's all we're going to be left with? I mean, it depends what you mean by concern. <laughs> Personally, it's been so long since I've played a big-budget AAA game like that, and I've been led to believe Metal Gear Solid Five is excellent, but I find it difficult to work out when I'm going to have time to play something like that. So I'm not super concerned about it, but I do think that might be the case, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would be, I would be disappointed to see that. I think, I think now that we're into the summer season, which was kicked off by Until Dawn, which mm. I absolutely loved. Um, yeah, I just think, and I've got Metal Gear Solid Five. I've tried to play the first, not the prologue, the first actual mission, three or four times. I get paralysed by by fear and choice. I'm going to have to watch a video of somebody playing the first level just so I can see, because I'm so scared. It's more ambiguous these days. You don't mm-hmm. know when people have seen you, and I just mm. like, sit uh, like hiding. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Like, whilst the in-game clock cycles round for forty-eight hours, going. And there aren't. There aren't. I'm led to believe there aren't as many cutscenes this time for you to bathe know. in either. Yeah. So, and mm. um, Pro, Pro Evo is supposed to be good this year. Is that true? Yeah, it's supposed okay, to be better than FIFA. Good. All right, okay. Which I find it hard to keep yeah. track of that. It uh, changes, doesn't I it? I like the way the battle rages on. It does keep yes, it's going to keep someone on their toes, don't we? Although um, the FIFA launch party is happening right now, isn't it? I wouldn't know. 
do you, as well uh, people are tweeting FIFA hashtag FIFA UK launch which is pretty snappy and then it says what it is okay uh, Rio Ferdinand's just lost a game to someone, someone else, else. <laughs> alright One Life Left all of the breaking news as it happens the Witness has a release date. Jay Blow's Misty Opus will hit PS4 and PC on the 26th of January. The Braid creator promises an experience unlike anything else you've played, which will come as a, come as a delight to Simon, who didn't like Braid, and has talked to him about that on the show before, as Jonathan Blow reminded him once at Nottingham Game City. Good luck, JB. We'll be updating our lyrics to Cotton Eye Joe in February. Uh, I'm looking forward to The Witness, actually. Are you? Uh, interested to see where Jay Blow goes next. JB, um, yes, me too. I'm very, very, very excited about it. So excited, in fact, that when I was writing this news story, scrolled down, there was a big picture of The Witness map, and I had to sort of squint at it because I didn't want any spoilers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a very different type of game, this one, isn't it? Mm. And he's, uh, he, spent, uh, he spent a while making it. Very long time. He said in the article... Um, that I took this news story from, that he was expecting this game to hit around about the end of the launch window, he said, of the PS4, but obviously slipped. I don't know what that means. What's the end of the launch window? When's the launch window finish? Well, um, didn't Sony say that the next... Who was it You said the next generation starts when they say so? Yeah. <laughs> was that Sony or Microsoft? The, the end of the beginning. Okay. That's what I'm looking well, for. Ma- ma- well, maybe, that's, maybe it's the yeah, end of the launch window once the witness comes out. <laughs> right. So, well, he's missed that, he says. Uh, but okay. he said 80 to 100 hours of gameplay in there for Crikey. completists. Um, what sort of game is it? No idea. I mean, I refer to it in the news article as Misty, uh, because, you know, it's a bit sort of wandering around an island trying to solve puzzles. But I've, again, avoided any kinds of spoiler because I like to go into these things fresh. Has he he made it with a big team or is it just him? It certainly looks like he has um, because it's uh, it's 3D rendered. um, So it's, yeah, it's definitely a step on. Everyone knows 3D takes more people. Yeah, Yeah, more people. You need three. (laughs) That's why it's called 3D. The thing that surprised me the most about this release date was was announcing it so far in advance. Who do you think he was sort of uh, warning? He was Mm. was drawing a line in the sand going, this is mine. Interesting. January's mine. It is, yeah. You can have the rest of the calendar, but I've got January. I don't know. Were we expecting it before Christmas? Perhaps that's what what it was. I don't know. I think that generally, if you're an indie, you're advised against going out in the sort of last couple of months of the year because you're going against so many big titles you just get lost yeah that's certainly true A new update for Xbox 360 has added two gigabytes of cloud storage. To be honest, I am only including this story because that's how Anne's taught me to do it. Include something slightly technical, very dry, and ultimately pointless to pad out the section and make the rest of the news seem better than it is. Two gig! Two gigabytes! Well done, Microsoft. Why, Miss Scantlebury? <laughs> you do sound like a, uh, like you've got a throat infection today. Um, right? Uh, yeah. What's? Uh, huh? Yeah, I'd struggle as well. Why? Don't know. I mean, I, I, was, I was surprised to hear they're still supporting the three. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, given that they announced they're closing the XBLA, I can't even remember what that was called. Um, in do, James. In, do we think then that there's a whole subset of Xbox 360 owners who are who've been just waiting for the two for a two gig <laughs> limits and I can now upload everything? I don't know. Maybe it's something to do with transferring your save games between consoles or something is that a thing you can do you like, can certainly do that with um like things like gta i believe right, maybe you, you, you know, could shift all your memories all those happy memories. trophies you've built up on 360 put them in storage <laughs> in a big two gigabyte van and then rumble it across to your xbox one i don't know no idea don't know, yeah. i mean I, i've literally no interest in that new story right really um no i'm actually quite excited are you okay. <laughs> good 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 all right Twitch is playing Fallout 3. After the community collaborated to catch them all in Pokemon and take down Dark Souls, they've accepted their next challenge, survive in Bethesda's post-apocalyptic wasteland. And it's not going very well because at the time of writing, the character is stuck facing a wall, messing around with its Pip-Boy. Which is exactly what we'd do if we were in Fallout's universe, come to think of it. Good luck, Twitch! Yeah, I was good, yeah. Um, I... I've failed to play fallout 3 for any significant amount of time 
Have you watched any of these sort of Twitch things? I, I tuned into Twitch Plays Pokemon and it was kind of funny for about 20 seconds. Yeah. And, you know, good on them for doing it. But that's, it that's the definition of something on the internet, though. Yeah, isn't it? it is. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, I, I tuned in for that one as well. Dark Souls I've never completely got, so um, that no. sort of passed me by. Um, but, but this, uh, Fallout 3, wouldn't that differs to something like Pokemon, I guess, in that... Um, what happens when you die? Like, it just it, seems super complicated to yeah. even navigate that universe to move around, especially since they're navigating with text commands. But I didn't care enough about the news story to actually conduct original research. I, know, I mean, yeah. I did click on the stream to see what was going on. And how many people were watching it? I didn't. I, I don't what know. What was the character called? Because you get born at the start of Fallout 3. They were just looking at their, their Pip-Boy, so okay. I just saw a screen. They are nice. I saw apparently. a screen uh, with with the dude's sort of wrist and the close-up of the, the screen, the LCD thing, and just some guy in the chat window going typing DOWN in all caps a lot. Right. And close the window. And that was a human being? Uh, it was, well, as far as I know, there were several human beings there. Uh, someone was talking about Derby uh, Football yeah. Club as well. Okay. But it's nice that they're using it as a sort of social uh, experience, but I don't really understand what... The compelling reason for watching these things is so somebody's made some third-party software which aggregates the Twitch chatters uh, commands and then and puts them into a game. Is that or is it, or is it someone else? So. Or is it like Nightmare where you where someone sat there and they you just shout Derby <laughs> football and they're <laughs> trying to know what to do? No, no, I did see someone. Did you see someone had done that on um, on Chat Roulette? They'd made a first-person zombie adventure in tra- <laughs> Chat Roulette so that you. Um, they'd strapped a GoPro to their head right. and then you connected to them in chat, chat roulette and then you could direct them and try to get them to escape <laughs> from the shed which had a zombie in it. It's pretty it's quite, awesome. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah it's and it's better than sort of a naked man looming out of the darkness. <laughs> which can happen. Right. Are you guys on chat roulette then? Is it, what, What's going on? Well, that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, Monster Hunter Cross will let you play as a cat. That's right, Catcom, sorry, Capcom, have bowed to internet pressure and made the game's feline pals playable. Cats in Monster Hunter, called Nyanta, will be able to burrow, bu- will be able to burrow and use acorns to revive themselves. No word yet on whether they'll allow you to wake other players up in the middle night, middle of the night, by pushing things off shelves and demanding food. Cats. Hey. hey! That was a special story for Anne because she likes cats. That's like cats. I don't like my cats at the moment. Mine, one of mine has um, worked out that if um, see what they do is they wait for the morning and that's when they when they get fed. They get so excited that um, oh god, I'm telling a cat anecdote. Just, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not like been bashing the bedroom door open with its head mm-hmm. and just like and then coming in and going right yeah why can't as, as if that's normal behaviour yeah we uh, we're going to get rid of it we shut our cats out of the bedroom because they like, make too much noise well no I mean it's, it's, they didn't bash their heads against the door what they did instead was rip up the carpet <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in such you. a way that it's not repairable. Right, that'll teach you. So, yeah. there we go. Good. Uh, my daughter has a cat phobia that's just uh, manifested. Perfect. Itself. We used that's to have a cat. Excellent. It's gone away. So how, how are your carpets? Um, well, the carpets are fine. <laughs> fine. fine. You sleep soundly. Well, yeah. yeah. We now can't... Uh, watch cats on TV or pass them. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. I don't know where it's come from. So you you had a cat. Yeah. Well, well and a daughter at the same time. Yeah. And then the, the phobia developed. Mm. No, I mean... Okay, she's always had it. Cat went to live on a farm. Oh, is that a euphemism? <laughs> Something happened to the cat. <laughs> um, Monster Hunters, that's another game I've tried to, I've tried to do and I can't. I've I tried don't, to I don't know it. about this story. People really love that game, don't they? Yeah. Monster Hunter. Um, I've, I, you know, every time a new one comes out, I get a few messages saying, oh, Steve, you're going to get on this, you know, it's going to be brilliant. They don't ever seem to persist with it. No. Like, beyond Leo, Leo, who used to be at Capcom, he loved it, right? Um, But that was kind of his job. Right, good. Well well done. I thought that went well, Steve. Thanks, I got through it. I'm very, very excited about (laughs) being back next week. (laughs) Thanks, Thanks,
I, I recognise this. I thought I recognised this. Uh, what, what is it? Uh, it is called Plastic Humans, and it's by PSS270. It's from chipmusic.org, where we get most of our Skip. chip music from. I love it. Yeah, that's great. Talking of um, Back to the Future, as we just were, um, this weekend... Uh, my wife and I sat down with my son and we uh, we started watching Back to the Future. <gasps> okay. We, <laughs> he said 10 minutes in, he said, I, I don't like this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's gone away now, Brindley. <laughs> <laughs> gone to the farm. <laughs> <laughs> what didn't he like about Back to the Future? I, the, the thing is, he's right. <laughs> I mean, he, quite um, apt for the series. He's, he's seen them out of sequence. So he's seen the third one. He likes it because it's got cowboys in it. Mm. Um, and then we started watching the first one. And he's like, yeah, don't like this. That's it. Uh, Poor boy. Oh, boy. Well. Ah, well, exactly. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we will try again every weekend from now on. <laughs> Brindley, how are things at London Studio? Uh, very good. We're really busy. Um, I guess... Mm, the most recent stuff people have seen from us is uh, the the VR experiences we've been doing right. for PlayStation VR. How, how long have you been at London Studio? I've been there for how long? Oh my goodness, it's not that long. Is Only it not a couple of years? Okay, because because yeah. the London Studio has sort of historically been known as the part of Sony that innovates, sort of drives new things. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it did, wasn't it set up for iToy? Was that no Sync? SingStar was London Studio, wasn't it? That's yep. right. And iToy. And the uh, Getaway. The Getaway. But there was a couple of London studios that got combined. Right. And that became London Studio. But yeah, so the with the AR stuff, yeah. innovation there, SingStar. Yeah. We obviously see it as mass market, but I remember when it came out, it was, you know, gamers were playing it. Right. It was this unique new thing. Buzz, did that come from the London Studio? N- no, that was actually... X Dev, uh, okay. relentless and bright. Right, yeah, yeah, but it didn't come through. I just, so just when I sort of hear about the, the stuff that you're up to, I imagine it as being a place where you all mess around all day. Is that, <laughs> is that right? You sort of play with new toy and go, oh, I quite fancy doing a bit of this. Well, I guess working. Uh, so no, is the first okay. thing to answer that. It's right. very serious. Okay. Uh, no, but um, I mean, working in VR is, is yeah, been really exciting. It's like a new, a new place to explore and try things out for okay. sure you know it's, there's definitely a lot of different rules uh, that we're learning about as we go along so um we're, we're not going to talk specifically about uh playstation vr mm-hmm. which was recently branded but um when's it coming out and how much is it going to be <laughs> <laughs> no um so uh, last week um we were we were um we were just chatting about how excited we were mike and i and was was not that interested in it but um yeah I, I, I do, it's something it's an area we should be in excited about do you think so i have to i admit before i was working in vr i was a bit skeptical about it and then the more i played the more i thought hang on there is something here so uh i did some 3ds stuff like sort of 3d and because sort of 3d is just a a trick and it was quite hard to use it for gameplay on the 3ds because you can turn it off yeah uh you know so i was a little bit "Mm, is it just going to be that and it, it is, and it is actually giving us sort of new experiences that are, well, per, you know, personally, I'm just, yeah, super excited about it. Have you been able to uh, to play with all the different types of VR that are coming our way? So as far as I know, we've got Gear VR, mm-hmm. Oculus, Vive. Um, is there anything else? Obviously, uh, PlayStation VR. Mm-hmm. I suppose um, Oculus HoloLens. has sort of a different, a couple of different generations, doesn't it? So it's very different to playing the modern Oculus, the right. new, new uh, Oculus. Starbreeze. Uh, What's Starbreeze? It's a game studio. They've got oh, their yeah, VR unit as well. Okay. They're doing some kind of zombie experience, I think. They right. have three. Um, wheel, wheelchair. They have the hero in a wheelchair. So I think that's how they're solving <laughs> locomotion. Wow. And I think... I. I honestly think VR will see the birth of the kind of the wheelchair-bound right. hero because it is a way of getting around. Right. Wow. Um, you mentioned that you've been playing around with this stuff. What, what sort of things have you learned generally then without giving away too much? Because uh, obviously Scott Dawkins from Oculus does listen. <laughs> so I, th- I guess sort of rethinking some of the design rules you might have in your head Um because action can take you know place all around you and when i say action i don't mean shooting guns i mean things can be happening so uh to sort of change your brain to thinking it's not just there the player could be moving the, they're essentially moving the camera around so if you want them to look at something 
uh, how do you draw their eye to that moment, that scene, that what's happening there? So that's sort of tricky. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of different things we can do uh, with sort of audio and visual effects and things. Um, but then also, if you're having interactions, where can you put those interactions that aren't just in front of the player to you know to get the most out of this you know 360 experience? I read um, somewhere that. Uh, <sighs> People have theorised that um, in order to get over any potential motion sickness, um, you stick a nose on the display. Is that is that right? Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we've got uh, you know lots of very very clever people at work who sort of look at this stuff, um, and I think the conclusions about the whole nose thing. And somebody <laughs> did actually then talk to them about it. It was more about points of reference. So okay. Having something there. So uh, like cockpits in lots of the you know there's a couple of very strong. Um, sort of spaceship shooters out there and they have a cockpit and I think that really helps you've got that steady point of reference there to reduce nausea someone told me the other day uh, when we were talking about something similar someone said listen if you ever want to feel motion sickness if you ever want to feel motion sickness take a table football table and put it in an elevator and then play it as you go up and down all day you'll feel really sick really quickly (laughs) okay and I was like Right. All right. Seems very. Seems quite extreme. Exactly. (laughs) Quite extreme to go. He he got stung with stung by that once. (laughs) He'll never, he'll never do that again. (laughs) Wow. Um, What sort of experiences do you think are going to be popular through VR? You mentioned spaceships and uh, that sort of thing. You know, and I, I, I appreciate you probably can't say, but I think No Man's Sky is going to make so much sense if it goes on PlayStation VR and stuff like that. So the sort of space, the, the exploration, flying around spaceship stuff, I think Elite Dangerous on Oculus mm-hmm. apparently works very well. Uh, I don't have £200 to pay David Braben <laughs> to find out. Have you seen his flowchart on how to buy Elite Dangerous? No. It's a flowchart. <laughs> do you own this? Then go here. Do you like this? Do this. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so obviously the sort of spaceship one. What what, what other experiences do you, do, do you expect? Well, I can... So I think there is kind of rethinking of genres for sure. Horror definitely, absolutely, okay. is a lot. You know, people can do with horror. There's already some. I'm not sure cool, I could take until dawn all around me. Well, yeah, I mean, horror experiences on Oculus they're already there. Uh-huh. there there's one where you I don't know what it's called, uh, but you you're kind of playing a game in the game, and then things sort of start happening around you. Uh, so you're uh, on the Pixel Rift sofa, yeah. Pixel oh Rift. yes, yeah, so, yeah. I saw that, saw that. I I enjoyed that mm. that demo. I saw it at Interface. Um, yeah, it was on Kickstarter recently, wasn't it? Didn't was didn't make it. No, sadly. Mm. So with I mean with PlayStation VR as well. With the, we have the binaural audio that is a really important part of that, and uh, yeah, you can do fantastically creepy things with having. <laughs> You know, a figure walking past you or walking behind you, but then you turn, there's no one actually there. Okay. That sound, uh, it makes so much. I mean, in horror films, sound is vital. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we can creep creep people out. And do you think it's um, the technology will be here for the long term now? I mean, we've sort of flirted with VR previously. Um, I think. Um, I, I I mentioned last week that you you could see how fascinated we are by it by the cues of people just trying to play the virtual boy yeah. at um, Gamescom, but uh, but it's sort of come and go. And I think historically, whenever we've tried to do um, add-ons in inverted mm-hmm. commas, again they've they've not sort of stood the test of time. Are we? Are we? No, well, I, it's the beginning. You know, okay. I mean, it's here, and then it's going to be growing. Um, I don't think it's going to be this sort of change that will happen overnight, everyone will dump their TVs and will just be using VR. It is another way of playing, um, and it will grow you know, over the years. The technology is going to get better. We're going to learn how to make games for VR. New genres will come out. Um, so I, it's, it's the start of something, but I think it is something that's here to stay, for sure. On the... Uh, one final note on this... Um, <laughs> Thank you so much to London Studio for letting us do our Marioki. That was great. Oh, on on the boat. Really enjoyed it. Which talking of motion sickness, we're on, <laughs> on a on a if you really want to experience motion exactly, sickness, yeah. go and do karaoke <laughs> with a room full of strangers. <laughs> Uh, on a boat for two hours. Uh, that was excellent. Uh, we'd uh, we'd re- we'd rewritten a song specifically for uh, Sony, <laughs> hadn't we? That night, rewritten um, "Extremes More Than Words" yeah. to be about Morpheus. So thanks for that. Uh, yeah. for the, <laughs> it doesn't go quite as well did with you, PlayStation VR. Did anyone sing it? Did you have it? The... Uh, no one sang it. No. No. Uh, no one sang it on Friday either. No, I, even after I'd rewritten <laughs> one you? of the lines to go. 
Are now called, called PlayStation. PlayStation. <laughs> we are. Excellent. Yes. Well, I thank you so much for coming in. I'm excited to see what you come up with. Yeah. Well, uh, and when will when will we be seeing what you come up with, and how much will it be? In the <laughs> <future>. <laughs> Thanks, Brindley. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. There were celebrations throughout the Mushroom Kingdom as Princess Peach finally became the kingdom's longest reigning monarch. Peach has now beaten the record that her great-great-grandmother, Queen Kumquat, set over 200 years ago. One thing that has never really been answered is why Peach is still called Princess when it appears that she is the main ruler of the kingdom. But at a different ceremony in the jungle, the new shadow leader Cranky Kong hit his first bit of trouble. He was meant to sing his part of the DK rap national anthem, but refused to join in due to its support of the royal family. And also because it's a bit naff and useless. Either way, some people who care about this type of stuff, but not about people being in poverty, got really upset about it. Thanks and back to your usual programming. Thank you so much for your letters uh, this week. Um, it's always brilliant to hear from you what you've been up to. Now we're now we're back. Uh, please do email us during the week rather than having one of us go on Twitter to beg you for them. You as can we email us at team at onelifeleft.com. Don't usually get to say that. Team at onelifeleft.com. Team at onelifeleft.com. Uh, you have a letter there, Steve, don't you? Hello, team and super special guest extraordinaire, writes Cameron Davis. We're very, very close to the release of our new game, Ninja Pizza Girl. We were wondering if you had any launch advice. Uh, thank you very much for your kind words about the game while we're doing the Kickstarter. We could not, he's written in all caps, could not have made it without the approval of One Life Left. Other Kickstarters take notes, and indeed other video games. Uh, thanks from Cameron. Okay, do we have any advice, any launch advice? Well, I have to be careful, obviously, because I'm a backer of this, so I'm vested yep. interest. Okay. Um, uh, Cameron, you're about to launch into a very, very busy time. Um, so, if I, if you've got any control over when you launch, uh, push it back as, much <laughs> as far as you can. Um, but uh, make sure that you're getting codes and stuff like that out there first, so that the the press who are all oh, covering you know what they could do, they could find out the addresses of journalists who like pizza, which one assumes is all, all of them, of them yeah. and then spell out the codes in like pepperoni right, exactly. on the top yep yep and then call them and go did you get the code tweeting about you yeah, yeah. Would, did you get the code no we ate the pizza well the code is this and then just it's read it out it's now inside you it's now inside cut themselves open um, yeah just make sure you've got as, as much lined up as possible for yeah. the period of launch um, you have to think very carefully not just what day uh, you launch um, on Steam, but what time of day? Mm. Um, Steam automatically gives every game a sort of set number of impressions, um, and what beyond that, it uses its special algorithm to work out what it keeps on the front page and stuff like that. So, so trying to make sure that you're not launching into a crowded uh, hour, which for some reason, like six o'clock seems to be six, two o'clock and six o'clock uh, seems to be the sort of standard ones, and Thursdays seem to be really? um, okay. very popular too. So there's a lot of how many games are releasing an hour on Steam? Uh, Too many. Yeah, this, um, like, d d dozens on some days. Yeah, it's, um, it's crazy. I mean, there's a lot of talk about the hashtag Indiepocalypse at the moment, about how um, games, generally speaking, are selling uh, less than you would expect. Mm -hmm. And some people theorise it's because... Or speculate that it's because of the volume that's coming through. But um, the thing to bear in mind is that you uh, don't worry. Uh, game, you can be in it for the long haul. Uh, so um, you should always sell more than you have just sold. <laughs> it's true. It's good. It's, it's good true. advice once you process it. Right. At the start, it sounds like nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris Charlton writes, "What ho?" Um, Wow, this sounds like Weasel Spoon. Is this his real name? Chris Charlton? No, that's Robert Wells. Yeah, well, he says it starts with What Ho and ends with Pip Pip. Well, you know, it's not Robert Wells' trademark. <laughs> what Ho. 
So I was at Tokyo Game Show last weekend, no fancy holiday. I live here, it's not Robert Wells. Um, and anything traditional console gaming based was squeezed into the central hall and absolutely jam-packed, while the other two halls were noticeably empty. That's because they housed giant stages for mobile stroke social game publishers that have more money than, than the space they need mm. to show Clash of Clans updates, say. It should be noted, indies, who were displaced 100 metres down the road so as not to get in the way aside, <laughs> these mobile games were largely of the free-to-play, am I right, variety. I've always felt games can all get along in this regard, but this was the first year at TGS I really felt that proper games were being severely cannibalised. Konami ending software development supports that theory. Is the same thing happening in good old blighty pip-pip, says Chris Charlton. Well, um... Uh, not shows with that sort of extravagance, I would say. I was at Legends of Gaming um, a couple of weeks ago, and that was a smaller show uh, at Alexander Palace, and that was that was really interesting to see a YouTuber audience um, interact with uh, traditional game displays. Um, there were lots of lots of publishers there. Um, very few free-to-play games, although that shouldn't be much uh, of a surprising. Go to EGX on Friday. It'll be up there. I expect that to be similar. Um, I think what that show demonstrates, as you say, Chris is that they've got more money than sense. Somebody uh, suggested today that you need $50 million to launch a mobile game if you're going to be uh, taking it seriously. I uh, have been playing Grow Home recently oh, yeah. on uh, on PSN, and I've mixed feelings about it, but the one thing it has certainly made me feel is missing... Uh, I've been missing... <laughs> <laughs> Just pointing that a light has died flashing in the studio, brilliantly. I'm not sure you can see it, or whether it's some sort fun. of special... Has it been flashing all... No, someone's... Pick re- it up. Let's <laughs> go. Oh. Hello? <laughs> that's, not, that's not done anything. No, okay. Oh. Don't push the button. Hello? Oh. Hello? Okay. No? Nothing. Right. Right. Nothing at all. Wait, stop flashing. Stop flashing. <laughs> Good. Okay. Anyway, uh, apologies for that. So I've been playing Grow Home recently, yep. and Grow Home has made me really long. It's it's quite sort of shoddy in some respects, a little bit broken and weird. Okay. And not in, a, not in an entirely alienating, terrible way, in a like, oh, it feels kind of rushed in a nice, creative, right. fun it's you know, way. It's a reflection like, game, isn't it? It feels like a Japanese PS2 game. Right. One of those ones that you, you'd import because Edge said nice things about it. And um, and then you get it, and it wouldn't be as good as they said. But right. it'd still be quite it's interesting, and you'd justify it to yourself. Right. Okay. It, it took its time to grow on me, that one, as well. Mm. I mean, I started, I was like, it's a bit, mm, shonk, you know, shonky in places. But then the more I played it, I was like, right. there is something there. And it's different. It feels mm. different. And that's genuinely what I, I miss... I, I wish there was a stream of of, uh, of Japanese games coming in around about that sort of um, that sort of quality. Uh-huh. We don't have there aren't Japanese PSN games really, are there? There isn't. Uh, right, are there? right. right. <laughs> uh, there are the ones that uh, marvelous publish, aren't they? That uh, have this have the schoolgirls in. Right, <laughs> right. But I I just don't. I I feel like the console market has lost something by Japan's. You know, right, move, move general disinterest right, yeah, yeah. in in publishing for it, and it seems to me to get that sort of Japanese experience, really, you have to go to Nintendo at the moment. Right? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Brindley, you've got a letter. I do. It is signed off in the same way. Pip pip. Is that the there we go? Yeah, Double pip pip. Expecting. Okay. So, uh, dear team and SSG, help! I can't do it. I'm trying to get to the end, but I can see where it's going. I can see the mess that's coming, but I can't look away. Tell me, should I watch the rest of the Game Changers? I'm about half an hour in, and so far it's awful, for all the reasons you've probably already talked about. In other news, have any of you put a body... uh, Sorry, a part of your body somewhere it shouldn't be? Hashtag ethics. Hashtag full disclosure. Hashtag piggate. Robert. Uh, I haven't seen Game Game Changers. Neither have I. Uh, Neither have I. Why did we not watch it? I didn't watch it because I wasn't in the country. Okay, fair enough. And you would have had to have used a VPN to... uh, I would have had to break all kinds of rights, uh, rights restrictive laws. Uh, It it is on iPlayer for the next month, I understand. Very busy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going out of the country again in that case. (laughs) Why haven't you watched it? I just... Whenever the BBC turns its attention to... A subject about which I am fully versed. I it it diminishes my the respect I have for the BBC when I see them get when I can see them get stuff wrong hmm. or not quite yeah not quite right. 
I then start thinking about the areas in which I don't know mm-hmm. and wonder if they are applying the same set of standards to it. Um, <laughs> I believe there was a huge disclaimer at the start of the show, which basically said, um, and his show was a, a, like um, billed as a telling of the story of how the biggest gaming franchise in history was created. And I, I understand that it opened with um, a series of disclaimers, which... Um, illustrated the fact that actually nobody involved in the creating of that entertainment property had consented or or contributed to that and that actually it was all born out of a book that Jack Thompson wrote Um, right and so it was never going to be balanced um, and yeah I just just thinking about it makes my toes curl Mm. plus you and I had a friend who worked there at the time and he told us <laughs> I, I, I expect that we know more about what, what happened sure there than Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. why didn't you watch it? I was playing a lot of Destiny. Oh, right. oh, <laughs> You've got the best excuse. <laughs> All right, one final letter. Uh, Jamie Firth writes, Hi team, it's lovely to have you back. The Rugby World Cup started this week and Japan beating South Africa has been lauded as perhaps the biggest upset in rugby history. But what is the biggest upset you've ever had with a video game? Biggest upset? Does that mean the most <laughs> Most you've been upset at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. died. Uh, the biggest upset you've ever had with a video game? Uh, I suppose it would be when you beat Dominic Diamond, wouldn't it? That was an upset. That was, yes, to get through sensible to um, Sensible Soccer Final, yeah. I mean, I, we say upset. I mean, I always I always knew. I beat a boss in a video game the other day. Which one? I forgot what the game is called. It's that one that's um, free on PSN at the moment, Zeno something. Oh, right. A little, a little Vita. Uh, I, I don't usually beat bosses. No, I can't beat bosses. Well, because you try and talk to them. <laughs> That's clever. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, if you understand that joke, uh, you can write to One Life Left by emailing team at onelifeleft.com. All right, let's have another piece of music. This is We Make the Future. Chunter. Chunter. Right. And we make the future. It's from chipmusic.org. It's brilliant. Again. I was thinking something about VR. Oh, yeah. Because we've been talking about VR, right? VR is the um, the ability for technology to make you feel like you're somewhere else, right? To paint a picture. To it place is. you in a different location. In many ways, it's what we do. Right. It's what we've been doing for ten years. What's um the so uh, we 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 can't be AR, can we? <laughs> Audio. Yeah. Reality. We're sort of um. What would we be, Brindley? Um, sort of SR Sonic. <laughs> Sonic reality. reality. Yes. <laughs> FMR. Right. Football manager. Uh, yeah. Uh, FIFA. Free frequency Fre- modulation. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. FM the other radio. One. Right. Okay. FM radio. I was thinking maybe uh, we should. Yeah, because every review section we paint a picture of each game and the players must players listeners also players must feel like they're there when they hear the sounds of our voices yeah it's like they're in the studio with us well i mean it's a it's a it's quite a challenge isn't maybe it? our next one life left game that we won't make should be a vr game we do you know we've got this sorted now have you seen the humble bundle this week it's game maker isn't it's it? game maker with loads of source code 
Really? So, yeah, so it's got, this, it's got this source code to Super Crate Box. We can do so, super, super One Life one Left life Box. <laughs> Rami won't mind. And you just like push explore and then it's done. Brilliant. Let's yeah. do that. <laughs> can we put that on um, PlayStation of- VR? <laughs> <laughs> can we? I was going to say, oh, well, I'm going to stick it on Anne's list of things to do. Yes, do that while she's not here. Definitely. Uh, okay, it is time for the return of Game Under, who we left at a cliffhanger before our season break. Uh, let's see what he's been up to. Previously on Game Under. I am a straight white male with no discernible skills whatsoever. A new idea. Modern Warfare 6? That was the CEO. He says I'm so brilliant that he's decided to step down immediately so that I can lead the company forward. When I last made a voicemail, I'd just been made CEO of EA. We had a pretty successful summer. No one even asked where the previous CEO was. Also, I got loads of free stuff. For free. One of the perks of the job, apparently. I still haven't been rumbled as an undercover reporter looking into feminist corruption in the games industry. In fact, I'm starting to think there might be no such thing. Anyway, I got an email this morning telling me to meet a source in the stationery cupboard at EA. This might be the lead I've been waiting for. I've been sat in the cupboard for three hours now. I'm surprised they're not wondering where I am. I am the CEO of EA, after all. No one is even coming to get any stationery. In fact, I don't even know why we have a stationery cupboard. Maybe I should get rid of it and expand my office. Anyway, I guess I'll report back when I hear something. Until next time on... Hello? Oh, it's you. Wait. One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Jerkami and Substrate Independence from chipmusic.org. Again, it is absolutely brilliant. Talking of brilliant, we had a brilliant time on Friday, didn't we? Did, yes. Uh, we worked out what to call third, uh, third day these uh, days. Tri's day. Tri's day. Tri's day. Third Friday of every month now is where we do... Uh, Tri's day. Marioki. Uh, yeah, it's good, really good. Loads of people there. So many people, and we've got 250 songs now. 250. Right? Wow. Uh, well, actually 249, because Anne didn't come through. But she was she obviously unwell. She was, yeah. She was unwell. We will have over 250 by our next one, which will be on the 16th of next month. Yes, it's going to be a big week, that. Uh, we are talking about Marioki, by the way. It's the thing where we sing pop songs re- written about video games. Uh, super super fun and thank you so much for loading uh, for continuing to be patient with us they even set up a stream now so you can stream it live why would you want to do that not sure Uh, we had some nice comments about it last time people are very tolerant and patient with (laughs) us as well uh, yeah, and the other big One Life Left news is uh, we've been nominated for an award. Oh, what? Which one? This time, the Sony Award? <laughs> well, you know, you're wise to ask, because although we do get nominated for the GMAs with almost monotonous regularity, every year we're there. Every year we seem to be in a different category. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this year, um, this year they've, they've obviously had difficulty working out where to put us. Where, where are we going to shove one life left this year? <laughs> so they don't, So they shut up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're best in-house radio show. Right. Or, okay. or, or podcast, in-house right. radio show or podcast. But we're a bit confused by this, aren't we? Because well, we're not in-house, are we? I don't know what it means. Whose house are we in? 
Resonance FM, I guess. Is, is this their hat? I suppose it is. Yeah. But surely every show has to be... Unless, unless there are loads of podcasts and radio shows that are recorded outside. You right. know, they must be yeah. in houses or in buildings or something. I don't think you struggle. I bet this isn't zoned as residential. <laughs> have we have we um, looked to see if we can get any idea of the definition by who we're up against and who we're not up against? Because there are two uh, podcasting categories, aren't they, or broadcast? There are. I could Google it right now. Or we could just get our friend at the dictionary to define Let's it. Do that, yeah. We should do, do that, that in the future. Uh, reviews time. I've been playing loads of games. Have you? Talk. Yeah, loads and loads and loads and loads. But I'll have to think about which ones okay. uh, to talk about. Well, the big one for me uh, over the summer was Until Dawn. We talked about that last week. Okay. And then I've also been playing Lara Croft Go, which we talked about last week as well. Um, you mentioned earlier that our job is to um, paint a picture in the audience's mind. Mm. So the game I've been playing is Indiana Jones Crossy Road. That's all, that's not what it's called, <laughs> but that's what it is. It's a good picture. It's called Blocky Raider. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's I mean it's crossy road. You tap to move and you move that left and right. So annoying. What? It's blocky Raider. Blocky Raider. But it's better than having craft on the end, isn't it? Also true. Yeah. Um, but not much. Not much. It's yeah. It's good though. Um, I uh, I. Was I didn't get on with Crossy Road, mm-hmm. um, and I've not fallen for this Pac-Man two five six that everybody keeps playing. Even Stuart Campbell's tweeting out his high scores. I think he's become everything he hates. <laughs> um, always very proud of his uh, Pac-Man two five six scores. Um, but this is yeah, it's uh, you are. Uh, you know, um, it doesn't actually have the Indiana Jones license, but that's who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're moving up the screen. The screen's always slightly scrolling, and you're coming up against the sort of things that you've been uh, fighting since Rick Dangerous. So, you know, fire, uh, sp- spikes and stuff. And it's, yeah, it's, it's good. It's got a nice atmosphere to it. It's free to play. Okay. So you'll find it in that hall at uh, mm. Tokyo Game Show, <laughs> burning their 50 million. Um, yeah, it's good. Um, it hasn't had a huge amount of fanfare about it, but I'm quietly enjoying it. Um, would recommend it 7 out of 10 I've been play- playing La Mulana X what you've been playing Steve it seems to On me Vita. are all the Playstation Plus games mmm <laughs> Interesting. I wonder what effect that's having on the industry. Right. <laughs> uh, I've got some theories. I've been playing La Mulana X, uh, which is Indiana Jones crossed with Castlevania. Okay, well, that sounds great. Doesn't sound like Konami has that much interest in <laughs> Castlevania anymore. Um, yeah, I, I find it very, very weird, old-style game. Almost impenetrable in that it doesn't explain at any real point what you're doing or why you're doing it. Wander around, it's quite sort of... Uh, I'd say it's 16-bit, not 8-bit in its, in its mechanics. But it's kind of compelling. You wander around these single-screen rooms, whip monsters to death, collect items to access other parts of the dungeon, and ultimately solve some kind of mystery, which I have very, very little interest <laughs> in. But it keeps telling me that the only way you'll get to learn all of this is by doing this, and I do it because I'm easily led by the hand by video games. Okay. It's all right. I'm enjoying it. It was free. And for free, free? can't free? say. Free for £40 a year. Yeah, free. Well, quite. Uh, Louis P would not like what <laughs> exactly. I just said. I mean, I have also played all the other right. uh, so, PSN games. Right, so can you score well. this one? 7 out of 10. Um, what did you think of Super Time Force? I didn't enjoy it at all, 7 out of 10. Right, and the problem with that, I think, I'm the same, and I was really, really looking forward to it. The problem is, it was free, I mm. think. Um, in the... I mean, how much of it did you pay? Did you play? I played up to the first mission. Pro- I played through right, the tutorial, tutorial which is too like, long. This is boring yeah. and not funny. Yeah, uh, I found it not funny. Although I have to say that, that said, right, it's obviously been made with so much love I and it's beautifully yep. produced. Yep. I didn't enjoy the sense, the sort of tone of it, which is fine because things can't be for everyone. There was a joke about, oh, we've got to remove all bad things from the universe, like boy bands or something, which just was so cheap and annoying that put me in a bit of a bad mood. But the actual game mechanic, I've never been a fan of side-scrollers, really, and uh, don't like bosses, as mentioned earlier, and um, I found that that switching... uh, Too fiddly. Too fiddly, much too fiddly. Do you think we would have given it um, more time if we paid for it? Absolutely. No question. Yeah. Um, I, I... I, I think that is a problem, like for for video games and for PSN 
Plus stuff specifically. Yeah. Uh, because it is beautiful. I felt bad to be sort of writing off so quickly, but I wasn't enjoying it at any point. And so I was able to because I had not put any investment into it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm exactly the same. Maybe spent 10, 10 minutes with it. And she's like, yeah, right, cool. I'm going to do something else. The other uh, free on PSN Plus games this month, the thing that I can't remember the name of, which is the... That one? No, I don't The know Metroidvania, I, right. very, very small Vita and PS4 thing, which is called oh, Zeno. Yes, Z- Zeno I, d- I deleted that straight away. I played that all the way through because it was too hard and that annoyed me. <laughs> and I was like... And it, it's very, very basic. Okay. I sort of enjoyed it right. in, a, in a primitive way. And Grow Home, which we've talked about. All yeah. of, th- those are both solid 7 out of 10 games. Okay. Good. Uh, it's a packed reviews uh, section. Brindley, what have you been playing? Um, I've been playing... Also trying to get through my Plus games. Right. They do build up. Yeah. Uh, so um, I started playing the Swapper. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yeah. I hear very good things about that. I started playing it thinking it was another game. Right. Uh, so after getting <laughs> over my disappointment, <laughs> I don't I, know. Yeah, I'm sort of getting into it. Just right. I'm not, don't have that much time to play it. I've been playing it at lunchtimes and just sort of doing a little puzzle here and there. I like the way it's only got a couple of mechanics yeah. and it's just sort of layering it up nicely with sort of modifiers and yeah. It's interesting actually because the Swapper is currently the highest rated um, on Metacritic, the highest rated Xbox One game. Oh. Really? Yeah, it is. Yeah, highest rated out of all of them. Oh. All of and, you, them. and you played it because um, you've been going through your PlayStation Plus um, yeah. but there are some people who weren't around, who weren't uh, on PlayStation Plus when it was free, um, which is why there's a new collection coming out tomorrow <laughs> called Instant Indie Collection One, which features the Swapper. <laughs> Thomas was alone in Stealth Inc. Two. Seems like an enormous it it? good value. <laughs> <It's a> new, <laughs> you don't know the price. Uh, I I work for the publisher Brindley, so oh, I see. <laughs> uh, Full disclosure. What, what oh. game were you expecting, Brindley? What game um, were you looking for? So Metal Gear Solid. There was a game uh, where I think you you was it called? It possibly was called the Cave. You went in. Oh. And had yeah, 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 right, right. And you, you would be playing with different characters. Yeah, it that was the, that um, uh, who wrote, uh, what's his face? That guy. Yeah, him, he wrote that. Yeah, it wasn't that. Um, <laughs> right, well, I'm glad then that you've, uh, that you've stuck with it. Yeah, no, it's, it's fun. I've also, I, on Steam, I've only played this a little bit because it's quite depressing. Uh, this War of Mine. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And, but sort of enjoying it, but being depressed at the same time. Also uh, coming to Vitus. Is it on place? I believe I played it. I, I played on PC like you, but I want to travel with it, so I'm looking forward to the PlayStation Vita mm. version too. Yeah, it's kind of un- unrelenting, right? Depressing. That's what games are these? Some some oh. games are these days, though, aren't they? I remember yeah. when they games used to be fun. <laughs> okay, that's the end of the review section. We'll be back after this to close out the show. You're listening to One Life Left. This is the Bastille of the social awkward. So, this is the Bastille of the socially awkward teenager by Just Been Warp Sound. Yeah. Uh, it's from chipmusic.org and it is excellent and it's fading out right now. Simon, I might buy a Wii U. Yeah, they're good. They're good. I mean, yes. Thinking yes, of doing fantastic. that this week. Just good. wanted to seek your advice. Definitely do. I'm still strong. Yeah, love it. I'm getting jealous of everyone making Mario right. Maker levels. Yep. So, might do that. Good news. I, I thoroughly recommend it. Okay. All Can right, I plug uh, Art Academy Atelier? By all means. A game I worked on before before I went to Sony. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, it came out, and it's excellent if right. you want to paint and draw on your Wii U. Excellent. Um, Brindley, uh, I, I joked about it outside, but I'm very keen that we become best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> thank you for coming on the show. It's a pleasure. How can people f- uh, follow your work? Uh, so if you have a look at sort of Twitter or on Facebook, London Studio has got uh, some pages both there. So it's okay. at London Studio HQ. Is the Great. Really, really looking forward to what you're doing. Uh, Steve and I are going to come and see you. Yes. It's where the best friend starts. Should we, should we wear wires? Record <laughs> <laughs> the secrets. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Uh, yeah, good. Uh, best of luck with it all. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, it's always a little hat-hatter. Get well soon, Anne. 
Yeah. 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 That's why you came, yeah. isn't it? It was. Yeah, come, come back well, next week and we can befriend you some more. <laughs> and our weapons, Dean. You should have the VR. Exactly. Let's wire her up. <laughs> All Excellent. right. Uh, we've been One Life Left. We will see you very, very soon. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye.